Hey there, welcome to Skincare School, your ultimate skincare study guide. My name is Amy Clark and I'm Adore Beauty's Senior Editor. And I'm Michelle Wong of Lab Muffin Beauty Science. This week on Skincare School. I think it's just one of those things and it kind of just does a bit of everything. It's such a Swiss Army knife ingredient. I think this is one of those learn from my fail moments where I don't want anyone else to do this because I suffered through it so you don't have to. Oh, you're such a good Samaritan, Michelle. (laughs) Can you be too young to start using vitamin A? Ashley, I guess you can. Like, don't put it on a toddler. Like, a toddler (laughs) isn't going to need a retinoid. Is this one of your favourite topics, vitamin A? Because when I asked you... If you could only have one product left in the entire world, you said it was a prescription retinol? Yes. Um, Yeah, it's just like an ingredient that has so much evidence behind it. I think it's just one of those things, and it kind of just does a bit of everything. It's such a Swiss Army knife ingredient. And But the thing about vitamin A is even though, and we're going to get into this a little bit because... It's, it has a lot of names, you know, There's it's vitamin A, but then there's all these different names for it. And it's also a bit of a confusing and scary ingredient because you hear a lot of vitamin A horror stories where people end up not quite literally burning their face off, but, you know, completely damaging their skin barrier or they use vitamin A and it breaks them out. Do you think there's like some misinformation or misunderstanding around this ingredient? I think the main thing really is we all underestimate it and I think it's pretty easy to do and I did it. Um, So I was pretty confident because I'd used so many chemical exfoliants on my face and I was like, oh yeah, my skin is made of steel. And then I applied too much. Mm. Yeah, like you have to be really careful with how much you put on. It is like chili You don't want to put on too much because you'll burn your face, but it does add something to your skincare that you can't really get otherwise. We have this saying at Adore that like when you first start at Adore, you end up with like Adore Beauty face because you get so excited about all these active products, you put them on and then it's like, oh, shit. But let's, I hope we haven't put anyone off. (laughs) This is actually an amazing ingredient. So let's get into what vitamin A is and why it is, you know, highly regarded as the gold standard of an anti-aging product. So vitamin A is, I mean, I think we all know vitamins in our diet. We have to make sure we get enough of each one. And vitamin A is really important in our diet. You might know it as the thing in carrots that your parents tell you to eat so that you can have good eyesight. Um, So it's important in vision. It's important in your immune system and, of course, it's important for your skin as well. And there are lots and lots of different forms of vitamin A and some of them, when you put them on your skin, can have benefits for your skin. So some of these forms of vitamin A also have benefits when you put them on your skin. And there are also some other ingredients that work in very similar ways. So they also get called retinoids. Now, the main reason why everyone loves vitamin A and you hear dermatologists and estheticians talk about vitamin A all the time is that there is a lot of research on them dating back to like the 1950s. So they are probably one of the best research skincare families of ingredients that we have. So something that we should be aware of as skincare consumers is that a lot of the early evidence for retinoids was collected unethically. And if you want to read more about that, I highly recommend the book called Acres of Skin that details some of these pretty nasty experiments that were very controversial. They are very controversial today, and it's a really hot topic within the dermatology community. 
So what can vitamin A actually do for skin? Well, again, like I said, it is a Swiss army knife ingredient. There are so many things that it can help with. It helps with a lot of the common things that people turn to skincare for. So for example, there are studies where some retinoids manage to reverse some of the signs of sun damage. And sun damage is one of the main reasons why we tend to get wrinklier, rougher skin as we get older. We've been exposed for longer to the sun. Yes, and we know this because if you haven't already listened to our episode a few weeks ago about sunscreen, go back and listen to that because there's also no point in using a vitamin A or any kind of anti-aging product if you're not wearing your sunscreen. Just a little side note. (laughs) Exactly. It's like you're damaging the house you're trying to build. It's not going to be anywhere near as effective if you keep on smashing your skin while trying to heal it. So there is also evidence that some forms of retinoids can increase the collagen in your skin. It's often used as an acne treatment. So there are some retinoids that can even be used orally. So you might have heard of isotretinoin and roaccutane. That is one form of retinoid. Retinoids can also help make your skin look plump and smooth. And on my skin, I think this is the biggest like shock factor to me. It actually smoothed out my texture so much that it kind of had that glass skin look. Genetically, I have pretty large pores. I have oily skin and I never thought I could actually like get that sort of texture, but like on the top of my cheeks, it kind of looks like Ka-ching. Oh, it's okay. Beautiful. So we've already got a few words floating around. Can you please break it down for us into the different, you know, common types of vitamin A that we'll find in skincare? That's a good question because there are so many vitamin A ingredients and there are so many different ones. They're all slightly different. And a lot of them have different strengths and different levels of evidence for them and different effectiveness. So if we kind of list them in order from like lowest to strongest in strength. Um, It'll be retinal esters like retinal acetate, retinal palmitate. Then granactive retinoid kind of hovers. There's not that much evidence about granactive retinoid, so it kind of hovers between the esters and retinol. And then even stronger will be retinaldehyde. And then the strongest will be the prescription tretinoin. So maybe we'll start with tretinoin. Tretinoin is the prescription-only version. It's only available by prescription in Australia, so you'll need a doctor to write you out a script and you buy it at the chemist. Um, So you won't find this in any skincare brands. It is the version that is best supported by the evidence. The pros are if it's a drug product, it's going to be super strong. You can trust the formulation. Yeah, you can't really put marketing spin on a medical product, can you? Exactly, yeah. But the biggest con is, as you would expect, if it's a drug product, then there's a reason it's a drug product. There are potential side effects to it that are going to be a bit more intense than something that you get in skincare. So... If we go on to the skincare ones, we have retinol. Retinol is probably the most common retinoid in skincare products. You find it in tons and tons of products. It's one of the strongest ones. And basically, it can potentially convert into tretinoin in your skin. So there's some studies that have found that using retinol can also decrease the look of these signs of aging. If we go up one step into the strongest one, um, so retinol actually converts to something called retinaldehyde or retinal, which is also found in skincare products before it converts into tretinol. So if we have three steps, like if we have tretinoin is hot, retinol is cool. This is like warmish. (laughs) So this is the warmish one. 
retinaldehyde, it's in between, it's pretty strong. A lot of the time you only find this in very science-focused brands, like very... Mm, like cosmeceutical skincare. Exactly, yeah. So you only really find it in that because it is stronger, which means it tends to have more irritation, more redness if you put on too much, which is very easy. And we'll go into that because I think this is yes. <laughs> one of those learn from my fail moments where I don't want anyone else to do this because I suffered through it. So you don't have to. Oh, you're such a good Samaritan, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> so if we go into the gentlest ones, we have things like retinol acetate, retinol palmitate. So these are names that have retinol at the start and something else at the end. This means it's retinol attached to something else. And when it's attached to something else, it makes it a bit gentler. There's also a newer one called Granactive Retinoid that you might have seen around, and this is yes. kind of like... I see this one everywhere at the yeah. moment, Granactive Retinoid, but what the hell does it mean? <laughs> it's stronger than the retinol esters, like retinol acetate and so on, but it seems to be gentler as well. So I think this is a good option if you're a bit scared of retinoids because maybe because of this show. Um, if you're a little bit nervous about them um, or you want to try it and you want to just start like adjusting your skin to it and step slowly, which I think is always a good idea, then granatic retinoid is a really good choice. You might also see on the internet a lot about adapalene and the reason you see it a lot is because it is actually an over-the-counter drug in the US. In Australia, I believe it's still prescription only. I don't know if there's any moves to change that. But if you see lots of Americans talking about it, that's probably why, because they have a lot easier access to it than we do in Australia. That is mostly used as an acne treatment. So as you mentioned, there's a lot of really amazing skin benefits to using a vitamin A, but then it's also really important to note that there are some people who, you know, aren't suited to using a vitamin A product or, you know, that it's not recommended for them to use. Yeah, so I think the biggest issue for most of us is that vitamin A can be pretty irritating. So even if your skin isn't normally sensitive, then if you use too much too quickly, you can end up in my boat, which was really red skin, really peeling, like little like layers of dead skin coming off. Very, very attractive. Yum. Very dry. And my skin was stinging with products that would normally never sting. So all of these are signs that you've probably gone too fast, um, too quickly. Um, so yeah, the main thing is if you're putting it on your skin, just be super careful, add it very slowly. You might need to increase the amount of moisturizer or oil that you put on your skin to make it a bit less drying. So if your skin is sensitive, then proceed very, very carefully. And you might want to start with one of the weaker forms and don't get too excited and get swept up and try one of the stronger forms first. If you are pregnant or breastfeeding, then don't use it. Um, the reason is because it's been found that some of the oral forms, in particular the isotretinoin, that can actually harm developing children. There's not that much evidence for that happening with topical, so when you apply it on your skin, but I think it is still a really good precaution to stop using it just for that small amount of time. Like it, it won't last forever. You can go back to it. Don't worry. You'll still be there. Yeah, that's it. Your serums will be there to welcome you with open arms once you're done raising a, a small human. So now we've kind of gone into the science behind vitamin A. Let's get to the myth busting because there are a lot of myths to bust on vitamin A. Let's get to the bottom of some of these myths. So first of all, 
How long does it actually take for a vitamin A skincare product to work? That's a good question because I think a lot of people are quite impatient with it. Yes. Some people can see results after two weeks. And these come from very superficial effects on your skin. But it can take three to six months to see deeper effects. About 10% of people can see results in two weeks for the prescription forms like tretinoin. Half of them can see it within a month and almost everyone can see results after three to six months. So based on that, you would expect that pretty much all retinoids require this sort of waiting time. So be patient. Don't compare what you're seeing to what other people have said that they see. That's it. We're all on our own path. So this leads me into my next question really well, because not only do you have to be patient when using a vitamin A, but a lot of people talk about, you know, experiencing breakouts or this vitamin A purging. So is like retinol face or vitamin A purging, is that a thing? And if it is, like how long do you push through that? So... I guess in terms of purging, it's not so much acne coming out, although that can happen a bit. Um, A lot of it is just irritation. It's just your skin is so irritated, it hasn't adjusted to it yet, and you are probably going a bit too fast. So you can reduce this from happening if you introduce the retinoid really slowly. So you give your skin time to recover a bit and just, yeah, introduce it slowly so that it's not you know, overly overwhelmed. Exactly. But it is, you know, it still is normal to have some kind of, whether it's a purge in quotation marks or some kind of bit of irritation, because especially if you've never used a vitamin A before, you know, your face is like, hey, what's going on? And then you've kind of just got to give it a second to to chill and be like, okay, I think I know what I'm doing here. Let's get into it. Next question I have heard about Bacuchiol, which is meant to be, in quotes, the natural retinol. True or false? So I would lean more towards false. The evidence for Bacuchiol working like a retinoid is very weak. It doesn't seem to be a retinoid. It doesn't have the sort of chemical structure that you see in other retinoids. It seems to have benefits for skin that overlap with what retinoids do. But yeah, it's just not very convincing. But because it isn't a retinoid, it can be a good option if you're pregnant and you want to use something that won't have that sort of risk. All right, another true or false here for you, Michelle. Vitamin A products thin your skin or make you run out of skin. What? Yeah, (laughs) I get this a lot. I think the idea is a lot of vitamin A ingredients can increase skin turnover so that, yeah, your skin can potentially produce more cells. And people think that if your skin is producing all these cells, then it's going to run out of cells. Skin doesn't really work that way. Some other cells do work this way, but skin doesn't. There's enough cell divisions available that you will die long before you have to worry about running out of skin. Um, Yeah, that's quite like morbidly comforting for my skincare (laughs) routine. The other thing is vitamin A does kind of feel like it thins out your skin a bit because you end up with such sensitive skin. And part of that is that, yes, some vitamin A products can compact down the stratum corneum, which is that very top layer of dead skin cells that you are meant to have because... I think we think of how we need to get rid of our dead skin cells and get rid of dead skin. But in reality, you need some dead skin. That's like your armor between your living cells and the rest of the world. Without that, your skin will constantly sting. It will dry out. It's not good. So vitamin A does compact it down a little bit, which actually makes you look glowier. But in studies, if anything, vitamin A can 
thicken your skin. So it thickens everything but that top dead layer. Finally, I would love to know about, you know, because we get a lot of questions about prescription vitamin A versus the kind of vitamin A you can buy in skincare online or at the pharmacy. So are non-prescription retinoids a waste of time? You know, does stronger always equal better in this case? So there are studies on non-prescription retinoids that have found that they have beneficial effects. So non-prescription retinoids are definitely not a waste of time. There is evidence for specific ones. Um, In terms of strength, I think most retinoid products come in a variety of strengths. So whether it's prescription, whether it's cosmetic, you'll see different strengths. And the reason they all exist is because different people respond differently to them. And sometimes if you have something that's too strong, then it's too irritating. Um, You might have beneficial effects, but then the trade-off isn't worth it. So yeah, don't just go for the strongest product you can just because it exists. Now for the best part of the week, as always, best in class, where we're going to talk about the best-selling vitamin A products. But first of all, for someone that has never used a vitamin A, has never used a retinol before, you know, is there like a best time to start using a vitamin A product? Like, can you be too young to use a vitamin A or can you be too old in quotations to start using vitamin A? Um, You definitely can't be too young. Actually, I guess you can. Like, don't put it on <laughs> a toddler. Like, a toddler isn't going yes. to um, need a retinoid. But teenagers can use it. It is used as an acne treatment. So I guess it really depends on what you're using it for. I don't think people in their early 20s, in their teen years, really need anti-aging products. I think Of course, they still need sunscreen, but I think that's pretty much all they need. But if you're starting to see signs of sun damage, then I think you can add in a retinoid. I also don't think you can be really too old for it. I guess if your skin is getting very sensitive as you get older, then you might want to be a little bit cautious with it. But it is commonly used by people who are older. Great. Well, let's get into the first recommendation. And this is actually a recommendation, one of my recommendations, because I to be completely honest, don't use many vitamin A. You know, I have, I have a baby face and I feel I'm just a fraidy cat when it comes to vitamin A. But I did want to talk about kind of the best in class baby's first vitamin A product, which is very non-intimidating. It's the Butte Pacific Defy Damage Serum. I first started using this serum probably three to four years ago when I went to see a facialist and she was like, so what vitamin A are you using? And I was like, vitamin what? Um, (laughs) So she gave me this as kind of like baby's first vitamin A. I mean, Michelle, you can speak to the ingredients, but it's been designed for use for sensitive skin or if people that haven't used a vitamin A before because it's very well tolerated and there's not much irritation from using it. So yeah, this has some of those retinal esters um, we talked about earlier. This is like on the very cool end of the, when you're just dipping your toes into the waters. It also has lots of moisturizing ingredients. So one of the big issues is that it can dry out your skin. And because you have dry skin, um, having that mixed into the product means that you have an extra layer of moisturizer. So it's got things like glycerin, hyaluronic acid, and squalane. Yeah, so I use this one at nighttime. I can tolerate it every night. It's a, it's a very gentle vitamin A. Um, I use it after cleansing, and then I also like to just put my moisturizer on over the top. You can choose not to moisturize afterwards, but if you're just starting out, adding that moisturizer on top kind of 
helps to mitigate any potential irritation from vitamin A. But what's the best way to kind of start increasing your vitamin A strength over time without getting retinal face? So I guess this is um, learn from all of Michelle's failings time (laughs) and don't do what she did because she had to walk around for a week with a really red face and it was kind of embarrassing. Firstly, use less than you think you need. If the bottle says a pea-sized amount, think of the smallest pea you've ever seen in your life (laughs) because you can always go up, but it's really hard to go down. And the most annoying thing I found with vitamin A is a lot of the time the irritation comes like two days after you've used it. Like a hangover. It's so bad. Oh, my goodness. You don't have warning. Like the next day you're like, oh, my skin was fine. And then you put on more and then... You have that delayed reaction and it's just the worst. So if you're using a really tiny amount, the other tricky thing is um, dot that tiny amount all over your face and then rub it in. Don't just put the whole lot on one bit because it won't spread and then you've got like a really vitamin a cheek and the rest of your skin is naked and then you'll squeeze out another pea-sized amount for the other side and then you've used way too much. So yeah, be really careful. Or you can also mix it with moisturizer and then spread it over. Also put it on dry skin at the start. So don't wash your face and then immediately put it on because if your skin is a bit damp, it's actually a little bit more permeable. And so that vitamin A is more likely to sink in and irritate. I also would recommend not using it every night to begin with. I would recommend doing every three days or even only once a week. If you overdo it, you have to wait for like a week before your skin yeah. recovers to the point where um, you feel like you might want to try it again. It's better to go slowly than to try to control that it later. Absolutely. And it also is economical mm. because it makes your products last longer. True. So another helpful tip if you're not sure how to transition from, you know, a beginner's strength to the next step and so on and so forth is to choose a range that actually comes in different strengths. So one of the best in class for this is the Medicaid Crystal Retinol range. So it comes in a 1, a 3, a 6 and a 10. So you can start at 1 and then slowly but surely build your way up to, you know, whatever strength's going to suit your skin best. But what is, so this name is Crystal retinol. So what kind of form of vitamin A are we talking about in this one? Yeah, so this has retinaldehyde, which is probably the strongest cosmetic retinoid you can get before you get into the actual drug ones. Interestingly, the crystal part, it's actually encapsulated. So it is the strong one, but they've put it into a capsule, which means that it gets released really slowly into your skin. And so that helps to cut down on a bit of that irritation. Um, The fun thing about the capsule is that it's cyclodextrin, which you may or may not know is in, I don't know if we really use this that much in Australia, but Febreze. Oh. Yeah. So it's like a little, it's like a little donut and it captures the smells inside the donut. And so this has the retinaldehyde sitting in a donut, and then when it it slowly comes out of the donut and into your skin. (laughs) I love all your food analogies. I think a lot about food. Yeah, same, same. (laughs) And then another range, so if you're looking for another vitamin A range that starts low and then goes up higher, another really great option is SkinCeuticals. So they have a 0.3%, a 0.5%, and a 1%. And this one actually contains a different form of vitamin A to the Medicaid Crystal Retinol range. Yeah, so this one has retinol, which is the most common form of vitamin A 
that you see in a lot of skincare products. It's also got a bunch of other plant extracts, which can also um, benefit your skin. So it's got things like passion flower, milk thistle, shea butter. So that helps with the irritation as well. And now I do just want to include a, a, a recommendation or two for anyone listening who might be a seasoned vitamin A user. And by that, I mean that you have been using any kind of vitamin A product for a while. You know that your skin tolerates it really well. I'm not just talking about someone that's used you know, vitamin A once and then now wants to go right to the top level. So this is a best in class for experienced vitamin A users. It's the Cosmetics Refined Refinishing Treatment. So you can start there if you are looking for to take it up a notch. And then the step above that is the Cosmetics Refined Plus High Potency Refinishing Treatment. So these two have retinol, which is one of the more common forms of vitamin A you find in products. This was in, I think, in our rating system, it was like warm, <laughs> warmish. But in these ones, you have a pretty high concentration. So I think in the 4% one, you actually have like, it's a 4% complex. So that contains 0.5% retinol, whereas the 8% complex has 1.5% retinol. And 1.5% is pretty high. Like when I burnt my face off, it was 1% that I was using. I think some people probably can never really use this regularly on their skin. Like I think some of us just aren't built oh, for 1.5%. My face is just shriveling up at the thought of using this product, but it's good to have it in the mix if, as I said, you are a seasoned, experienced retinol or vitamin A mm. user. So Please tread yes. carefully. You know, Hannah from Beauty IQ Uncensored podcast, for anyone that listens, she went to this one a bit too quickly and, you know, she's lived to tell the tale, but <laughs> it wasn't great. So proceed with caution. Yeah. And don't be too scared, though, because I have talked to people who have used retinol and their skin just doesn't, it doesn't get irritated by retinol. I don't know why. Some people are just, their skin is built that way. So don't let all of our horror stories scare you. Maybe it won't even happen to you, but act like it's going to happen to you. (laughs) Better safe than sorry. And finally, we need to talk about using vitamin A within a skincare routine. So can you just use vitamin A with other active ingredients or is it like vitamin A or acids, for example? Generally, if you're starting on a routine, I would recommend that you don't use anything else but that just because you don't want to risk extra irritation. But once you're used to it, the only thing that you should really probably not use with vitamin A is benzoyl peroxide because benzoyl peroxide is like, he's a bit of a dickhead. He just kind of breaks (laughs) up other ingredients. Like he just chops them up. Okay. We don't like him. Yeah. But everything else like vitamin C, exfoliating acids, all of these are just potential extra irritation. So if your skin can handle the irritation, then you can use it. You can also just try to start with like a combination product that has retinoids and these combined in the one product. So one of the ones I know of is Alpha H's Midnight Reboot oh, Serum. I love this one. So this yeah. is like what I'm using mm. and I'm a I'm a vitamin A Frady cap. Yeah, so it's got exfoliating acids along with granactive retinoid, which was that really nice, gentler retinoid that still seems to be quite effective. So you can do that instead and then you don't have to like stress about combinations because someone else has combined it and you know that they can be combined. Last thing to know about vitamin A is generally it's recommended to use it at nighttime and always, always, always wear your sunscreen when you go out the next day. It's just pretty much a non-negotiable by now. We're in 
week four of bloody skincare school. So it's just what we do. So that is everything you need to know about vitamin A. Class adjourned. Thanks for listening to Skincare School. If you're a bit of a teacher's pet, you'll find links to all the extra readings and products mentioned in this episode in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe in your podcast app and you'll get a notification the second our next episode drops. And while you're there, you might as well tell us what you think about our podcast. Leave us a review and a five-star rating. And don't forget to tell everyone in your life about Skincare School because at the end of the day, we are here to serve. See you next week.